This is your Wednesday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Glad to have you back for another day in a great week to talk about sports. Twins gave us a little break from talking about how bad they've been against the best teams in baseball, against first-place teams. They were rained out on Tuesday against the Yankees, so doubleheader planned for today, although that sounds like that could be in jeopardy as well based on forecast in New York. Like Royce and I talked about Monday, Louis Varland, North St. Paul native, expected to make his major league debut starting a game of Twins, a game the Twins must have there, a game and a half back now of Cleveland because Cleveland did not get rained out and in fact won on Tuesday. But we got a lot to get to aside from that. Um, Lindsey Whalen, Gophers women's basketball coach, will join me Talked to her out at the fair last week about the upcoming season and about her induction into the Basketball Hall of Fame. That is Saturday this week, and she had a lot of great perspectives on how she's preparing for that, um, what that experience she hopes will be like, what it was like to find out she got the call to the hall, and of course, stuff about the upcoming season as well. So I hope you will enjoy that conversation We've got a low-level spygate happening in professional soccer. want to get to that. And it uh, sounds like the Bears continue to want a domed stadium. Um, imagine that, all the diehards who have ripped the Metrodome over the years or ripped U.S. Bank Stadium now for being inside. Uh, that would be an, a nice little turnabout, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute as well. But first, what did I miss? Got to start with... The Vikings, um, because obviously we're, you know, just a few days away now from the start of the season, four days away from Vikings versus Packers, and it, it just kind of strikes me. You know, I wrote on uh, wrote on Tuesday about how um, we're seeing a lot of comparisons still between Mike Zimmer, the Mike Zimmer era, and the Kevin O'Connell era that is beginning. Some of that sparked by a long piece by Tyler Dunn, who's been on the podcast before. Um, NFL writer has a has his own website, his own substack now, Go Long. And he's he's written about the Vikings before, written about Mike Zimmer before, but uh, another recent piece, um, this kind of the, de- demonstrating the end of the Zimmer era, and there was something in there that's not surprising at all. It's kind of what we already knew, but just seeing it one more time, um, brings up some thoughts. So in in the piece, it says, as for Mike Zimmer's view of Kirk Cousins, quote, hated him, one ex-coach says, wouldn't talk to him, it was all bad, end quote. Part of the problem, still reading from the story, was that Zimmer loved Teddy Bridgewater and could never quite get past his career-threatening injury. That's the type of quarterback he liked, one who played off the defense and a run game. Weekly meetings through the 2021 season at Cousins' request helped the relationship a tad, but the two were never close. Contrast that with Ben Gessling's story. You can find that on StarTribune.com today and in your newspaper about the relationship emerging between Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell, or maybe more to the point, um, continuing because they were together five years ago in Washington as quarterback and coordinator. Quote from Kevin O'Connell, He has all the skill set requirements, in my opinion, to play the position at a high level. 
And then you start learning a bit more about his makeup and when things get difficult, how he's able to handle adversity, how he's able to trust in his preparation and really understand the comfort he'll feel on Sunday is really an investment from Monday through Saturday. Ultimately, what my goal is for him, we take all of that and our previous experience together and we build something where my relationship with him is minute to minute, day to day. Um, that's night and day, by the way, between what it sounds like the relationship was between Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer, um, now to Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell. Now, we don't know exactly what this means, but I will say this. As pessimistic as I've become about the Vikings' prospects this season, just because I don't feel they have great depth at a lot of positions, and I worry that that's going to hurt them again, they're going to need a more honest reckoning of their roster this offseason. I will say this, and I think this is true, because I can see a path for them being a playoff team. If you are optimistic about this team, there's probably two reasons. One, you look at the schedule and you say, hey, uh, 17 games, uh, only seven true road games, nine real, um, nine real home games, and then that neutral site game in London. That's favorable, including not a lot of great quarterbacks on the schedule. The second reason you might be optimistic about this season is you believe Kevin O'Connell, you believe the relationship between Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins can somehow extract more from Kirk Cousins than we have seen. And not like Kirk Cousins has been bad, but that Kevin O'Connell can get him to another level. I don't know if communication, I don't know if what he's teaching him, all of, all of the what he wants him to learn about this offense will get Kirk Cousins there. I do know that the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback is starting out from a much better place than it ever did in 2018 when Kirk Cousins arrived here. And like I said, if you are optimistic about this season, I think that is a valid reason to be optimistic. We still need to see how it plays out in the field. We still need to see what the learning curve is for Kirk Cousins picking up this offense, picking up what Kevin O'Connell wants him to do and what he what he wants him to do differently than he's done in the past. So I don't know if it all works out right away. I don't know if it all works out ever, um, but I do think that's a valid reason to be optimistic, and it did strike me once again, this comparison between the two coaches, it's not going away. I wrote about that on Tuesday. And the biggest, perhaps the biggest difference isn't just the handling of all the players, it's the handling of the most important player on the roster. MGM Wine & Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine & Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. I'm Michael Rand, Lindsay Whalen. Gopher women's basketball coach, legend, going into the Hall of Fame in like a week. Um, yeah. Good for you. Thank you. We're going to talk about the season. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. But, uh, Lindsay, welcome. You are, you know, it's kind of funny. I've had, like, a bunch of other people on the stage who are kind of new to Minnesota, like Tim Connolly from the Wolves, their new play-by-play -play guy. You've probably been to the fair a few times. I have. Uh, growing up, we, we came to the fair a few times. But my, I mean, I'm the oldest of five. Yeah. And so... 
at a certain point, that got to be too many people for my parents to just kind of wrangle around. You know, it was just too much going on. So we went a few times early on, and then it kind of just became where my dad would take like me and my older, me and Katie, who we were the oldest too. How did how did you get away with that? Because my mom wanted to stay home and to pack up all the kids and the younger kids okay. and this and that and the other was just too much. So we okay. we would come probably like in every other year. We were kind of an every other year group of people. And then when I came to the U, yeah. then we, we do the thing at the, um, the U of M tent. So we did that. I did that a few times, at least twice that I remember. And now being back here coaching, I didn't really – I didn't come during – when I played, I'm trying to think when I played for the Lynx. Well, the Lynx, you were probably playing overseas a lot during that. No, no, you were here. That was summer. Here was in the summer playing. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you know, you, you might have a game the next day. Yeah. Or you have, you got to think of, you know, what you're going to be, you know, what you're going to be eating. True, and being get the out body in the right. heat and yeah. things like that. So okay. I've probably been, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 now, so that's interesting. But How's that feel? It feels great. I feel great. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I feel like Do you a mean million that? bucks. Yep. And um, hey, Tim. Hey, there's my brother-in-law, Tim, everybody. Hey, Tim. And my nephew, Leo. Yeah. Leo, how you doing? Good? <laughs> I didn't know you guys were going to be here today. Yeah. That's awesome. How about that? See? Family. family That's what the fair is all about. Family affair. That's what it's all about. I've, so got my, I've got my family here today, too. They're walking around. Okay, but this is about me. This is about you. Sorry. So, yes. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm happy <laughs> for you, but this is now my time. So, I, that's, I um, that's just classic. kidding. You that's know. classic. How many kids do you have now? I have three. Oh, my God. Yeah. Eight. Well, you look. Eight, five, and two. You look like. You look, look like you I look, have. You look, look well. look like I have more than three kids. <laughs> is you that look, what it looks like? You look. Good. You're, you. you're, you're doing well. I'm 45, almost 46 now. How does, How that, does that feel? Not great. Not as good as 40. 40 feels great. Feels like 40 would have been. 40 feels great. Like 40 didn't feel great at the time, but it feels like no, I'm I'd having take a great 40 time. now. I'm having a great time. That's true. Like, you know a lot of stuff when you're 40 and you're still, you know. I think I do. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that's, so that's, that's that. But, um, yeah, no, so I've probably been to the fair maybe 15 times. Okay. That's a lot. And, um,. Yeah, now I come every year and and we you know come come here and go to a couple other places and kind of hit up the usual spots. So, it's kind of the the kickoff to it's it's a fun time of year and school starting and yeah. football games and volleyball games and soccer games and cross country meets and all that stuff is going on. So it's um it's a fun time of year and it kind of, this always kind of feels like the kickoff to to what we do and we start practice on the sixth yeah. with, with preseason practice we have preseason for about three weeks and then we start our 40 our 40 hours our um our 20 hour a week yeah um on the 26th of september so so new you know different from when you played you you were in the gym with the, i mean the players were in the gym for like eight weeks this summer and you had a chance to do some some stuff with them at that point right yeah. and yeah. so how much of a head start did they give you i mean it feels like a, a year where there are some expectations. There's this big incoming class, and yeah. unfortunately, one of those players got hurt this summer, Nia Holloway. Yeah. But you still have a lot of, you know, a lot of really talented young players coming in and meshing with some of the players you have coming back. How, how did how did you feel like the summer work went? So I, I, you know, I felt like it went well, and so we we moved in. We had our four freshmen and five transfers, and so everybody moved in essentially the first weekend of June. 
And then we had that first week where we just did a lot of a lot of new faces. Sure. So, you know, we spent most of the spring recruiting the transfer portal. Yeah. And getting and, and re, you know, filling our roster. So a lot of it was we had a lot of, um, you know, disappointments and people getting used to campus and getting used to the Twin Cities area. So we took that first week and we just we didn't have any workouts. So we just had we had meetings and a lot of, you know, school started, summer school started. And then the week after that, we started with our with our eight weeks and so we went we went actually went through three weeks i gave them the week after the fourth off okay and then we went five straight weeks actually into august we we just finished our summer workouts two and a half weeks ago wow and i did that because the last few years i found that if we just go eight straight weeks and we finish the first week of august then we it's like four and a half five weeks yeah because we start school so late so you got to think most of who we play nebraska iowa Illinois, Northwestern, all those teams—they've started school on the twenty-second. Okay, so two weeks earlier than you. So they're in workouts. Okay. Most of so I talked to one of the coaches at at Lehigh, who we play them in non-conference. They've been working out for two weeks. Okay. So so really, yeah. we wanted to extend our summer into August, not not have as much time off now, get yeah. a little more time off in May, June, especially as we were like rebuilding the roster. And um, so no, it was it was a great summer. Uh, we did some fun stuff. Um, went to a Lynx game, and uh, went to Sylvia's. How'd you get tickets? Went for that? to Sylvia's last game. Okay. And uh, so we went. We went there as a team. Um, we played. Uh, we went to Top Golf. Okay. We had um, you know a couple barbecues, and uh, it was good. It was all in all a really good summer. I think they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Our staff enjoyed it. So it was it was fun. So undefeated this year? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I'm just yeah. Kidding. Just you kidding. Know, just kidding. Yeah. Well, you know what. And and we always have high expectations, you know. Yeah. I want to go to the NCAA every should. year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, why why not? You know, what are we, you know, where we've, you know, obviously you, you touched on um, the Hall of Fame, and and I had a great playing career, and I had a lot of success as a part of a lot of successful teams, won won a lot, and um, you know now is a, now a new challenge and a new, you know, a new thing for me new eras is coaching and this is year five hard to believe it's year five and um you know figuring things out figuring out you know some of what has worked and seeing with that some of what didn't and and kind of tweaking that and also navigating rule changes kind of left and right with um with the ncaa but um the goal is always to make the ncaa tournament the goal is to finish um you know top half of the big 10 because that gets you in the ncaa tournament and obviously um, bigger goals than that, but but ultimately that's our every season. Those are those are our goals, and that's what we um, we're always going to strive for. We'll watch that fly. There's a bee just landed I on know. my was microphone. That that's not a, good. Get a, get away from me. Um, yeah, if they keep adding teams to the Big Ten. Top half might not be good enough to get into the tournament. If they if they go to 20 teams eventually, but uh, no, the, the expansion is kind of it fun. actually it, will though. It probably will, yeah, because it's still going to be that it, good. Because you'll still get you'll still. I mean, if there's 20 teams in the conference, 10 are probably going to yeah. go. Maybe 11. 10 are worthy. Yeah, especially if it's you know, USC and UCLA coming in. Who knows where any of this? I mean, you know, we're just speculating that who knows right. where any of it's really all going. But yeah. I mean, with UCLA and UCLA in the Big Ten, I mean, those are two really good, um, two really good basketball. I mean, UCLA went to the yeah. NCAA tournament last year. Lindsey Gottlieb is the head coach at USC now. She's been to many NCAA tournaments and done really well at Cal. Yeah, was an assistant coach with the Cleveland Cavaliers for a while. So two other really good really good women's basketball coaches in our conference eventually 
whenever whenever that's all going to take place. I mean, you you and I don't know, but um, or they said two years from now. But yeah, they're um, saying twenty twenty four. We'll see. Yeah, so um, so we'll see. And but we got a great group. That's the thing that we can control is day to day, what we're doing, how are we getting better, how are we making sure that this is a great experience for you know we've talked a lot about our incoming freshmen but how can we make this a great experience for for everybody no matter how many years um that they have on this team and and that's what we strive to do every day i'm sure i've asked you this before as you kind of evolved into this role but like what are the things you've learned the most in your five years because you know it's a it was a sudden transition from playing you even coached and we were you weren't even done playing when you took this job do you ever think about wow that was a busy time but um as you think about what you've learned and, and lessons you've brought into this so far, what, what, what comes to mind? Well, I think that, I think like anything, it's people. And it's the people that are, that you have, not only players on the team, but the people that were, you know, our organization. You, if you think of our staff, which is, you know, seven, eight, um, you know, people. And then there's an extension of that staff. And then there's our players. And then there's extension of, just having, just as pe- you know, having people and having everybody be striving for that common goal, and be doing everything. Um, Coach Shimmy says this a lot, and I've learned a lot from Coach Shimmy. Um, but just being very intentional, yeah. and just yeah, that word's been really big for us. And I think it's something where I might have something in my head that I think is just like it should just be like that. Okay, but understanding in like how to teach it how to communicate it is something that i think that i continue to get better at and work at but it's something that is until you do it you you never if you you know you might know how you want to guard a pick and roll coverage or how you want to play a certain play um it's another thing to be able to teach it to a group of people so i think and that just comes with reps and experience and all those things and and some trial and error so but everything comes down to people comes down to people who, who want to put the work in who want to do the extra who want to go the extra mile and um we have a really really solid staff and group of players and support staff and administration that that's what they're about and and so that's what ultimately yeah when we go to the NCAA tournament that's what we'll look back on to be like why did that happen it's going to be because everybody was pulling in the same direction um at the same time, all, all pulling for each other. NCAA tournament was one of the first big moments of your playing career when you took yeah. the Gophers to the Final Four in 2004. It only gets better from there. Hall of Fame now, Lindsay. Um, when you got the call or however they notified you that you had made it, and this is your first year of eligibility, so that's a pretty big deal. What, what was that reaction like? So I was in my COVID quarantine. Yeah, sorry. And... So they tell you, they're like, you're on the, um, you know, you're on the list. There's this vote, this, that, the other. They'll call you on this day around noon. And so they called me like a week before. And there was a lot of buildup because they released. So here's the nominations. Here's the finalists. And, yeah, so, I mean, I, uh, I, I don't want to say I was, I wasn't expecting it. But, I, you know, I mean, I was happy and I was um you know, it was kind of like, I can't believe this. You know, I can't believe this happened. The big thing is I was like, I couldn't wait to tell my parents. Yeah. And, and tell Ben. But mostly, you know, my parents have been at everything with me for all these years. So that was um, so that was going to be, um, you know, the next big call and things like that. Was that like a goal of yours 
growing up? I mean, is this even like something that you thought was attainable? How, how do you think about an honor like that? So not growing up, um, not definitely not growing up. I was just trying to figure out, you know, what was tomorrow. But I... Um, those are my kids there. Hey, I feel like I know those people. You probably see them on social media sometimes. Oh, yeah. Are those is that your fa- That's your family, right? Those are my people, yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. How's it going? Your dad's doing a good job. He's doing a great job. <laughs> Looks like they're... What are those? You got some... You guys got some suckers, huh? Some yeah, candy? Nice. They're going to be... The ride home is going to be fun. It's free range here. Um, so where were we? Just kind of talking about like, was this a goal? Like when did this, oh. uh, how do you even think about the growing Hall of Famer conceptualize? No. Growing I mean. up, no. My last few years playing, once I, once I, you kind of see others that were getting in and what they had accomplished. Contemporaries of yours? or Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, you start to watch their speeches and the, the enshrinement and everything. And then it kind of was like. Then, yeah, I, you know, going into my last few years is something that I, you know, kind of figured if have a little more success, either, whether it was on the, the Olympic team or that last, um, you know, 2017 championship team, right. I kind of thought about that might that might do it. That might be something that would um, would get me in. And thankfully, um, it happened. And so, yeah, at the end of my career, it was something that I wanted to do and wanted to achieve and. You know, wanting to be there. I'm competitive. I mean, I love the game. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I'm excited. I feel like we in the media spend a lot of time thinking about other people's legacies, but I just, I'm always curious how much athletes think about their own legacies or if it's kind of in the past tense once you're done playing and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's something that, you know, you, you think about on occasion, but it was more or less something that I thought about probably just my last few years Kay. of my career. And um, that that would be kind of a national thing. And, the, and you think about the, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame and the, the international thing. I mean, there's players from all over the world that, that are in. And, and so, so, yeah, to make that was, especially towards the end of my career, a lot, a lot of – it was something – before I came to the Lynx and before I'd been on any Olympics, Olympic teams, it wasn't something that was even on my radar at all. But then as you kind of you get older and you kind of start to um, – yeah, just see yeah. other people getting in. You kind of it's something that you start to think about a little bit more. What about do you know the logistics of the weekend yet? I mean, it's, it's coming up pretty soon. Do you know oh what what that'll Logis- be like? Logistics has been my well, it's not well, it's somewhat. I I don't mind it, but the logistics has has been just inviting who you want to invite, who you want to bring out. You get a certain allotment of tickets and things, and you get a certain amount of flights and hotel rooms. And I've got a big family, as I mentioned. That's why we stopped coming to the fair, because I have so many <laughs> brothers and sisters. So that's a lot of people, too. Um, luckily, um, Melissa Maines, who's sitting right here, is, has been a huge help. And um, my sister has been a help. My mom's been a help. Um, ben hasn't done a, a – no, I'm just kidding. Ben has been, ben has been a help. Where's Tim? Um, no, Ben has been a big help. Uh, so yeah, we're, so we're all going to fly out. Hey, how you doing? Hey, so we're all going to fly out. So school starts on Tuesday. I don't know if you know this, but I coach at the U of M. I heard about that. I'm the head coach at the U of M. That's your day job. So, um, so we start school on Tuesday. That's inconvenient. I'll be there for the, I'll be there. We're going to have some meetings. We're going to get everything going. And then, um, 
We're going to practice on Tuesday because I want to run I want to run the team. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're going to practice Tuesday. Then I'm actually going to fly out. Are you listening? I'm actually going to fly out Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to go to dinner. And this is just my immediate family, essentially. We're all going to go to dinner at this Italian place because I don't know if you know this, but I played for the Connecticut Sun. Heard about that, too. And did you know that they play at the Mohegan Sun Casino? Yes. That's where we're staying. Okay. So there's an Italian restaurant that I'm a big, big fan of. That we're all gonna go over there, eat, have a nice Italian dinner, and um, actually, somebody just texted me who's gonna be out there um, that's coming to the party on Thursday. Just a, a who's who? Oh, big time! So Wednesday's just family. Okay. And then Thursday, there's a bunch of different things going on, and Kay. then Thursday night we're having a dinner, and then and then Thursday night we're gonna have kind of a little everybody who's able to make it out, a little bit of a private party type situation, but more extended, right? Yeah. Friday is a whole bunch of more things, activities. I think that's when we get our rings and our jackets. There's a press conference. Saturday morning, we go from Mohegan Sun up to Springfield. Because I don't know if you know this, but Springfield is where the Hall of Fame is. I've heard about that. Springfield is not, not where the Mohegan Sun Casino is. So not huge either. Talk about logistics. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable feat to pull this thing off. So. Yeah, sounds like logistically a so, challenge. So it is. It has been. But it'll be fun. And I've been texting with my classmates. Um Swain Cash and like Teresa Grants, Marianne Stanley, and and those guys to um, everybody has then their like private party and Kay. you know to celebrate them. So we're doing ours early. We're gonna have a Thursday night, um, just kind of extended people that are out there, and then a couple other people are having some things like Friday and Saturday. After that, I'll go and say hi and and celebrate them. And it's it's fun because you kind of get close to the people you're going in with because yeah, they're really the only you know. They're the only other, you know, there's nine of us, so there's the only other eight people that really know just all of what, like, your speech yeah. and who you right. have to thank and this and that and the other and making sure you invited everybody. So it's, you kind of get, we've gotten close throughout this process, which has been fun. I just talked for a long time. You talked for a while. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple more things and then I'm gonna let you go because I know you got one more of these to do. Um, Charles Barkley and is it Don Staley are introducing you or are your presenters? Yes. I thought you were going to talk for a while. How'd that come about? Nope, it's you. It's all you. I, you told me to pay attention. You told me this is about you. Okay. So, um, so Don Staley, um, she's somebody. So you have to pick a living member of the Hall of Fame. And so, that was that's kind of one of the things they give you this list um, of people who are living and in the Hall of Fame. And it's it's really not a big list. And so. There's a few people on there that I know personally, um, and one of them is Don. And so, being point guards, hey, being point guards, played against her, looked up to her. She was on the 96 team that started the women's basketball, um, you know, national team dynasty. So she was a part of, I think, four gold medals. I was a part of two teams. So I kind of felt like that was a fun connection already. She's done so much for our game, and she's somebody who has taken South Carolina to what she's done now, two national championships. And so just to be, you know, just be around her and everything that she's done and everything she's accomplished, I thought it would be just cool if she would do, do me the honor, right? Yeah. Because you got to ask them, and they can say no. Then – That would be humbling. It would be, but you know what? You ask somebody a question, there's a couple answers, and one of them could be no. That's sure. what it is, and you got to move true. on. So then, 
my favorite player of all time growing up was Charles Barkley. And I just, yeah, I loved those Phoenix Suns teams. And, and growing up, I, I wanted to um, be a power forward. I really did. That was going to be my position. And then I stopped growing. Yeah. I couldn't jump. And I was slow. Yeah. And Kay. so I had to figure it out. I had to be point guard. But he's still my favorite player. So Melissa Maines, um, she worked at Auburn. And I don't know if you know this, but Charles Barkley went to college at Auburn. I've heard that, yes. So she got his number for me. And it took me about three days to actually send the text that I sent to him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to call him because, I mean, he probably gets these, I don't know, calls all the time. Sure. And I was like, so he's not going to pick up. And then, so I texted him. What'd you te- what did you text? Can you tell me what was in the text? Was it like brief? Was it long? What was it? It was mid-size. <laughs> a mid-size text. It was a mid-size SUV text. Okay. And I actually deleted it because I, I'll find it because it's in, you know, you can get any message. But here's the problem. I texted it to him and then I was just like, he's not going to respond back. I waited a whole day and then I just finally like, you know, like I just got it off. I just deleted it because like, like he's never going to text me back. And then that night he texts me back. And uh, so I got to go back and I got to um, get to his response and get what I said again. And I, I it was somewhere along the lines of, hi, uh, you know, and I called Don because yeah. um, I called Don because I know. But right. then Charles, I just texted him because I figured, hey, this is Lindsey Whalen. <coughs> I'm going in, you know, you know, you started off with, hey, I'm going in. Hey, going to the Hall of Fame, be honored, this and that. So he instantly wouldn't just, like, delete it, you know. And uh, he said he said yes. He said he'd be honored, and he said he'd, he'd be happy to do it. And I think he's presenting two people. I think he's presenting Tim Hardaway, too. Okay. They told me to get, like, five people. But honestly, that's not my style. <laughs> I only wanted to really ask one. Okay. But they're like, you have to have two. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go for two. Um, just because I don't want, you know, I don't want too many people. It's just no. it's a lot. So anyway, I want those two. That's awesome. Well, final question on that lines, and I'll let you go. I mean, do you have your sp- you have much of your speech done? What are you going to say? You're going to go for comedy? You're going to go for the heart? Where are you going with it? I'm a good. So what I do is I try to have a balance, and so I try to have a good message. I gotta I gotta thank my parents. And I got to thank Ben. And so those are my main, these are my main stories. And then I'm going to have a message. And um, that's, you know, it's not going to be long because you have to, you, ha- they, you have to keep it under five minutes. Oh, that's, that's pretty tight. Okay. It is. And then you, you got to think you get up there and it, you got to read it off. So it's a teleprompter. You know, you got to, I got to make sure my pauses are good for, extreme laughter um from everybody but i mean yeah we'll see it's done it's done i've been practicing it and um yeah so i feel good about it it's just now it's just obviously like practicing and i think i think one of the things that we have um that's kind of slotted in is um you have time to go over to the venue and rehearse it so i'll go and rehearse it i think on friday where you're there and reading it off the teleprompter so i'll by the time you all have rehearsed it, or by the time I'll have uh, read it, have read it on Saturday night, I'll probably have re- re- rehearsed it. I don't know, probably 15, 20 times at yeah. that point. So I'll be, I'll probably be sick of it at that point. <laughs> 
I'm sure you do great. It's an awesome Thank honor you. for you. Well deserved. Thank you, guys. Lindsey Whalen, Gopher Women's Basketball Coach, newest inductee into the National Thank Basketball you. Hall of Fame. That'll be September 10th. Um, Lindsey, thanks for joining us here yep. at the Start to Be on Stage. Thank you, guys. Always Go good Gophers. to see you. Loved catching up with Lindsey Whalen. Always do. Her team starts workouts this week. Official practices not too far away. And then, of course, she's got big plans this weekend, as she talked about, for the induction into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, that should be a great weekend for her, for her family, for all the basketball friends she has. And uh, I wish her, obviously, the best of uh, success and happiness in that weekend. And good luck this season, too, because uh, this is a big one for her and the Gophers. Um, let's finish up with a couple stories that caught my eye. Uh, I think I've talked about this before, but the Bears apparently want a dome now. They released a plan for a best-in-class dome. I think they're trying to build it out uh, out in the suburbs, right, out in Arlington Park. 326 acres, the conceptual plan released for that. It'll be one of, quote, the largest development projects in Illinois state history. Of course, all of these things now have a lot of, you know, stuff around them. It's not just a, a football stadium. Um, so they've got, you know, they're they're kind of lurching towards um, lurching towards a potential out of Soldier Field. It says in the in the ESPN.com story, the Bears lease at Soldier Field runs through 2033, but the team can end the lease as soon as 2026 for an estimated $84 million, which in NFL, the modern NFL, is not all that much. So their time in Chicago, their time at Soldier Field could be coming to a close after just a, you know, what, four more seasons. That would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see them leave uh, leave Chicago and head out for the suburbs. So we'll see how that all plays out. More interesting to me was this story about um, spying, a spying claim between two soccer teams getting ready to play in uh, in the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Orlando City um, accused of spying on Sacramento Republic. Sacramento Republic filed a complaint with the U.S. Soccer Federation. Apparently, um, apparently Orlando, a, a staffer from Orlando City, and Orlando City is uh, is a major league soccer team. In Sacramento playing in the lower level U, uh, USL Championship League. Uh, from the story, it sounds like Orlando sent a staff person out to um, a practice that uh, that Sacramento was holding in basically like a public park. And I'm just going to read this sentence because it, this is amazing from ESPN.com story. The Orlando staffer, who sources told ESPN was recognized by a Sacramento Republic equipment manager as having a connection to Orlando manager Oscar Pereja, was asked multiple times to leave over the course of a 30- to 45-minute period. The staffer insisted he was there to meet a friend who was coaching on a nearby field. Republic staff even went so far as to park two vans in front of the individual to obscure his view of training, only to have him move to another location before finally departing. I don't know what to do with this story, but the match is tonight. Um, probably some bad blood between the two teams, so we'll watch that. This is a very low-level Spygate, um, not not on the not on the New England Patriots level, but uh, this this story amuses me more than anything. We'll see uh, if anything more comes of it. And that will do it for today. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We will be back at it again on Thursday.